Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Changing people's lives. Yeah! Changing people's lives. President Brandy McHair Sniffer, we're changing people's lives. Changed my life, that's for sure. Uh, my wife had to drive up to Longmont for work yesterday. And my wife is the, uh, <clears throat> by the way, welcome to the show, 630 K How Denver's Talk Station. I'm Leland Conway. Jam-packed show today. Texas Ranger Brad Oliver going to join us. We're going to talk about hardening our schools and arming teachers. That'll be at 310. Um... 235, Joshua Sharp from the Insta, uh, Sharp from the uh, in- Independent Institute. We're going to talk about D- uh, CDOT trying to make your decisions for you. This is a wicked, wicked thing that CDOT is doing. We're going to dive into that. Text the show directly, 57739. 57739. Start it off with Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D. And give us a first name. I don't care if it's your real first name. It could be your wife's cat's first name. Speaking of cats, boy, do I have a cat story for you today. A-Rod's going to love this one. We'll get to that later. Anyway, uh, start off with Leland and then put a first name in there. I don't care if it's your first name. It could be a fake first name. It could be your ex-girlfriend's first name. It could be your ex-boyfriend's first name. It could be your mama's first name. You get the point. Anyway, do that. We can, you can also uh, talk back to us, which that's been picking up a little bit li- lately, hasn't it, A-Rod? People have been dialing and talk back. It's pretty easy. It's free. Yeah. So you just go to the iHeartRadio live stream during my show. There's a little microphone button. Push that button and say whatever you want to. A-Rod has to check it, though, because it, it, we got to make sure you don't say anything like the FCC will get us, like, kicked in the nuts for. So as long as, as you do that properly, we'll probably put it on the air. So you can go ahead and do that. I think it gives you, what, like 30 seconds? Is that right, A-Rod? Something like that? Correct. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at on Instagram if you want to see, like, pictures of my wife's cat who works for the NSC. In my sleep. Uh, that is at this so my wife is like the numbers person in our house which thank she's like a numbers nerd so she had to drive work on uh well it would have been yesterday wednesday and uh, so what she this is the kind of nerd that she is okay this is the kind of nerd my wife is so she she goes and gets gas like because there's a gas station like right up the street which by the way total rabbit trail do you know that our gas station which happens to be the cheapest one in town I think it's screwing with my mind. Like, I think it's just screwing around with me. So, like, it, was, it went up to, like, 20 cents to 4.99, and then um, it drops, like, yesterday it dropped down to 4.98, and then today I went back and there was a sign on one side of the gas station that said 4.99, the other side said 4.98. I'm like, are you, like, CDOT now? Are you just playing psychological games with my head? Is that what you're doing? Anyway, she goes and gets gas. It's just right up the street. It's like a block away from our house. So she goes up there. She gets the gas as she's coming home. And she tells me uh, this morning as she's leaving, she's like, I'm going to go back and get gas because it's like a block away. She goes, I want to see what it costs me to go to Longmont for work pump to pump. 
because this is what she did. She's that kind of a nerd, right? Like she didn't drive her car anywhere else. She literally came one block home, parked it, and she went back to get more gas today so she would know exactly how much the trip to Longmont cost her. You know how much it cost her? $71. And she doesn't have to go to Longmont every day. I'm just saying $71 to get from Colorado Springs to Longmont and back. $71. She texted me today. She's the nerd. I'm not the nerd. She texted me and she goes, how much do you think it would be? And I was like, probably like $40. And I'm pissed about that. I'm like, $40? I could do a whole lot of stuff with $40. Probably $40. She texted me back, $71. And I don't know, it was like some cents, like 47 cents or something. Yeah, so uh, Biden is Biden is changing my life. I can't imagine how he's changing yours. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Sounds like one of them pissed off little dogs that people have in their uh, purse. You know what I'm talking about? Those little do- They're like as bad as cats, in my opinion. Those little dogs that people carry around in their purse. That's what he sounds like when he does that. It's You think it's way worse than the little dogs? Is that what you're saying, A-Rod? <laughs> way worse. <laughs> Why, do you have one of them little purse dogs, too? Because you got cats. I don't have cats. I, I don't even know. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're. Uh, I'm not saying they're bad. I mean, you can have one if you want. They're cute, but they're really just like more furry cats, like slightly more furry cats, and you carry them around in your purse, which is fine. If that's what you want to do. Um. Anyway, so Biden. Biden angry. Biden smash. Biden Hulk. Biden smash. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. I feel like I feel like that scene. We're gonna have to look up the audio on this, just because I always love an excuse to play it from South Park. They took our jobs. Took our job. Took our Took our Took our We're changing people's lives. It's just, it's fun to do that, isn't it, A-Rod? It doesn't even matter what you're talking about. If you can find a reason to put it in Changing there. Changing people's lives. Here's a CNN panel talking about exactly how President Biden, a.k.a. Brandon McHare Sniffer, is changing lives. Today, a new report showing that consumer spending dropped last month. That's a huge issue if it continues because consumers drive the American economy. Why are people spending less? Well, listen. There's a little pause in the video. I got to fill what it. What has that done to your savings? It's gone. It's depleted. No uh, savings. That's it. We've gone through our retirement savings more quickly than we had anticipated. I can tell from having the same budget that I had before all of this, I'm, I would get less. It seemed like the bags would get smaller and smaller every time. It's no matter where you look, uh, no matter what people do for a living, no, pretty much almost no matter where they are in the income spectrum, unless they're in the ultra high income spectrum, this hurts. In some places, it hurts in very punishing ways. Yeah, I mean, you can see it in every way. Your retirement savings uh, being depleted, uh, not being able to get enough gas uh, to go back and forth to work, and then having to cut back on other expenses. We're changing people's lives. Yeah, I just thought, I have... I have a couple of like really sweet little old ladies that live around me. I'm worried about them. Might have to take them a casserole because I don't know if they have enough money because they live on a fixed income. And it's like, are you okay? What is this doing to you? You know, is it changing people's lives? They're about to here in a little bit. Stephen Ratner is a former president 
uh, Obama economic advisor, and I guess he tells one of those lies because he says Biden's spending is part of the problem. There are several culprits. There's Biden and what he's done, and it's not irrelevant, but it's not. And what and, and what is that? Well, that is all the spending, basically. Yeah, the, 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 relief, plan, the relief, the fourteen hundred dollars tax, the two trillion dollars that you and I. Have no, 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 no. Pause here. Just, just I just want to. I want to make sure we spread the credit around where it's due. Trump did this too. It's not a whataboutism. I'm just saying. The, the only reason I bring that up is because I want to remind you that we're probably going to have a red wave this fall. Okay, probably unless they figure out a way to cheat or, as is their want, Republicans somehow in a deftly defiant move, figure out how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, which has happened many a time before. But we're probably going to have a red wave this this fall. And I want to remind you, again, it's not I'm not trying to play what aboutism because what matters is what like who's in charge now is accountable for what's happening now. Doesn't matter what the guy before him did. Doesn't matter. But I want to point this out because I think it's important that if we do give power back to the Republicans that they've They've done this stuff, too. I mean, this is I can blame you, baby boomers, but it really goes back to a long line of generations of profligate spending. And Republicans always talk a big game about balanced budgets and cutting programs. Have you noticed with the exception? And I, this is not an endorsement. I do not endorse candidates. This is not an endorsement, but I'm going to point something out here. With the exception of, like, I think Heidi Ganahl, of all the candidates for the different offices that I've had on here that have talked about cutting, not just governor, but others, but talked about cutting spending, I usually ask them at some point, like, okay, give me some specifics. Like, what would you cut? Because it's easy to say, we're going to cut spending and balance the budget. And Heidi has actually, I, not a lot, she hasn't told me a lot of specifics, but she has specifically said we're going to get rid of a lot of these bureaucracies, and these bureaucracies are spending the money. For example, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to Joshua Scharf from the Independence Institute. He wrote an amazing column on Complete Colorado, page two, which you should absolutely read. It's a little bit long, but you've got to read it because it's worth reading. It's well-written, and it actually lays this out. But one of the problems is that in, right in the first paragraph, he lays this out. Uh, out of the, uh, I think it was $1.8 billion budget for infrastructure, only 20% of it can actually be budget to spent accounted for in an audit, which means we don't know where 80% of the money went. That right there is your problem. And one of the things that Ganaw has said is that when she takes office, she's going to get rid of a lot of these boards and she's going to change some things. I have high hopes that she will change CDOT to some kind of board where you have people from all over the state instead of just uh, you know, a leftist uh, Governor Polis McFeemy much picking his bestest buddies who will then run it based on how they want to see it happen just on the front range. We need people on that board that are going to be from, say, Burlington or Lahana or, uh, you know, Grand Junction and Durango and all the different places in between need to be on that board. But, I mean, the point is, backing up, Republicans have been guilty of this, too, and they often can't answer when I say, hey, you want to cut the size of spending in government? I'm great. What are you going to cut? And they're like, well, we're going to have a conversation. What does that even mean? So that's the only reason I'm pointing that out. Now, back to what he's saying here. Biden added to this in a major way. Doesn't even care about the spending that he's doing. So this this has to be this this has to be addressed guys and it's going to hurt so the 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 fed raised 
the basis interest interest rate yesterday three point or uh, three quarters of a point, like seventy five basis points, basically three quarters of a point. This is going to mean pain for everyone, you and me. It is necessary pain if we're trying to fix the economy. The problem is that the other things that need to be done simultaneously with what the Fed is doing are not being done. And as a matter of fact, this administration is running the other direction from those things, which means this is just going to amount to pain. It's not actually going to help. Like, right, like, you know, if you have, to, if you have an abscessed tooth, sometimes you got to go pull the abscessed tooth, right? It sucks. I don't like going to the dentist. If you've ever had an abscessed tooth, going to the dentist sucks, but having an abscessed tooth sucks worse, okay? And so... It hurts to go to the dentist and get that stupid Novocaine shot. And in my case, you got to get like four of them because I don't know why, but I just don't react to it until they basically knock me the frick out. So you got to do all this. And um, you, 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 it hurts. But getting that abscess tooth out feels like a million bucks, right? But if you actually go in and you get the Novocaine shot and you have the doctor play around with the pliers and pull at that abscess tooth, but he doesn't actually take it out or give you any medicine afterwards, what is it? More pain, more infection. And that's the problem. The, the Fed needed to raise these interest rates, but we also needed to simultaneously cut spending, cut taxes, and we needed to cut some big government programs. We needed to do all of those things and get government out of the way of business. None of those things are happening by this administration. None of them. So all this is going to amount to is pain. So everything they're doing is actually making the situation worse. Even the things they're doing right, they're actually doing wrong. About a lot that's on the sidelines. Half of that's government money that we gave people to spend, and now they're trying to spend it so you get inflation. Yeah. Uh, and as we talked about the other day, left to its own devices, the administration would have proposed another $4 trillion of programs with taxes, but nonetheless, they right. still would have uh, had. But, but that's one issue. So that is a former by uh, Obama administration economic advisor, apparently, at least according to Biden, telling lies and damn lies. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> so, sometimes I make myself laugh. I'm sorry, I love doing what I do. <laughs> I have so much fun. It's so much fun. All right. Text the show directly. 57739. Uh, jump into conversation. All right. Uh, Rochelle says, Leland, he is definitely changing my life and not for the best. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. A-Rod, you have, you, you have a callback. You have a talkback. Let, let me just tell people how this works. You can pull up the live feed of the show while I'm on the air. Click the button with the microphone. You can leave a message. We'll put it on the air as long as you don't say anything to FCC uh, <laughs> says this we can't say. A-Rod, go ahead. Leland, those little dogs that people carry around in their purses are called coyote snacks. No, I'm not laughing because I love dogs. I love them all. I don't care. I, I love them all. I love cats, too, sort of. Shut up, A-Rod. You didn't get that on tape, did you? That I said I love cats? You did not. <laughs> you won't tell me. <sighs> That's funny. Uh, let me see. I love cats. 
No, you did. No, you did. You jerk. I love all animals. I love cats. I, to- <laughs> I, to- I tolerate cats. I tolerate them because I'm not going to put a cat or a dog or any kind of animal out in the cold. I'm going to love it. You know, I, I my my sister had a cat that I took in. They had to move, and I didn't. We didn't want it to go to the. They didn't want it to go to the shelter. I didn't want it to go to the shelter. It was a eighteen year old cat at the time, but they couldn't take it with them. Was, one, it probably couldn't have handled the move, and it, and it was just like super old, and it was the meanest, most cantankerous cat I have ever met in my life. And we took it in, and I think it lived like until it was twenty four or something like that. Like it would not. It just kept hanging on, and I'm pretty sure it kept hanging on just to make me mad. But I was we that cat had the best life. We spoiled that thing. Love all animals, but that's whoever put that talk back in. That's funny. I love cats. Next, shut up. See, a Rod, you can't. No, this is not how any of this. I love cats. (laughs) I guess in a way I deserve this because that's kind of what I'm doing to President McHair Sniffer. Right? I mean, I just keep playing the I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending or changing people's lives. I love cats. Oh, shut up. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let me, let me go back to this because this actually uh, plays into the problem. There, there are a couple things we could do right now that would really start to change the outlook economically. They could probably stave off a recession. It's still going to hurt for a while. I don't think it would happen by the midterms, but you could probably start. I'm not trying to give Democrats advice, but I will. It would probably you'd probably start to see it by the midterm elections. You'd start to see some evidence of the change immediately cut the uh, cut spending by 15 percent in government across the board. Do it. Do it now. No matter how bad it hurts. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. The only thing you don't want to touch is national defense, because we are in kind of a little bit of a war footing right now. And our police and our fire and all that kind of stuff. Keep that stuff intact. Cut 15% of everything else. Seriously. And you can cut the defense budget, but I mean, just I'm just saying 15% across the board. Immediately cut taxes for everybody. Everybody. I don't care if you're the wealthiest among us. I don't care if you're the poorest and all that. Well, you don't pay any taxes if you're uh, below a certain income level. So, But everybody who pays taxes, cut taxes. Immediately. Give people their money back immediately start drilling for our own oil immediately start drilling for our own oil and then these interest rates are going to suck because what it's going to do and i'll get into this later in the show but it's going to slow consumption even more than it already is which is going to hurt the economy but if you don't do those other things it won't bounce back that's the problem so anyway the whole thing is just a bunch of ridiculousness about reckless spending we're changing people's lives. Yeah. Anyway, all right, coming up next, Joshua Scharf joins us from the Independence Institute. We're going to talk CDOT managing people's lives. 630 K How, Denver's talk station. I love cats. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're changing people's lives. All right, 630 K-Hot Denver's talk station. I am Leland Conway. You text the show directly. Five. Come on, if you don't watch South Park, you're missing out. 
57739. Text the show directly. Uh, start off with Leland. End it with your first name. Doesn't have to be your real first name. Can totally be a spy first name. Angie says Leland, purse dogs, or cats in drag. <laughs> I love cats. Shut up. That is not true. You, that is, you, I am being taken out of context. I am being taken out of context. That is not fair. All right. See, this is the thing. When you can't trust the people you work with. Ugh. All right. So I, I told you about this great article I read on. If you if you don't go to complete Colorado every day and just like hit refresh, like that scene from Big Bang Theory when they were buy the Star Wars tickets. Refresh, 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 refresh. That's where you get all. It's a coalition of news from all over the state that is pertinent to your life. And uh, from the Independence Institute, Joshua Scharf wrote a piece and we've talked about this a little bit in the past because when there was a big story on this, it's kind of I've got a burr under my saddle about this. It's CDOT not being accountable and they are making decisions that affect your life. And it's part of this process where they're now going to control, like, how is land zoned? They're going to do it in this sort of weird, shifty, passive, aggressive way. And I just thought the best way to explain this was to have the author of the article on Joshua Sharp from the Independence Institute. Welcome, Joshua. How are you? Oh, my pleasure to join you, Leland. Um, your article was great. It's well-written. It's, it's a little in depth, which is why it's so good because I want people to read it because I want them to get all of the background on this. You didn't just make a statement and then say, you know, this is the, this is the thing I'm upset about and then move on. You filled in the blanks and there were a lot of them. So we have CDOT, which is, let me start with this. At the beginning of your column, you point out, this is, this is, this to me should be like a major news story throughout Colorado. That it's 1.8 billion. Is that right? The budget for like infrastructure and stuff like that that CDOT manages. Is that correct? I, I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you point out that only 20 percent of that, if you were to audit it, could be tracked from dollars budgeted to dollars spent. Meaning, basically, we don't even know where 80 percent of the money went. That's insane. Yeah. That, well, that was uh, the, the the fact that they lost a bunch of money and and uh, uh, in the in 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 their in. in Essentially, with that, that audit found that they lost a bunch of money. That was a that was a several day story, and then did kind of disappear. Right. Uh, and and I mean that's a serious that that's a serious problem. That's a serious problem in administration. It's a serious problem in the people who were appointed to this board. And and I honestly don't understand why. You're right. I don't understand why that's not bigger news. This is a lot of taxpayer money that suddenly uh, that suddenly just disappeared out the window, and we we can't we can't track exactly where it went. Well, if I was an enterprising journalist who uh, fancied myself objective, uh, I might be putting a lot of focus on something like that because we're talking about over a billion dollars of Colorado taxpayers' money. Of course, we're all supposed to be placated because right before the election, we're going to get a check for $500 or something. So I guess everything's okay, right? Well, that's another – yeah, that's another story. The, uh, <laughs> the, the evisceration of Tabor in the name of Tabor is uh, – is something else, but we can, yeah. we can talk about it another time if you want. Yeah, we, we will, but let's, let's stay on this, because I think I, I, I chase rabbit trails. I don't want to do that here. Um, so let's, let's break this down. CDOT has – walk us through why there isn't any accountability for what they're doing, because you would think, okay, CDOT is a functioning arm of the government. Uh, we elect people. They oversee it. That means we're sort of being represented. But the way it's described in your article – it's almost like taxation without representation, right? The money we pay at the pump for gas taxes, the the other fees and taxes that we pay that are supposedly going to go to our roads and bridges and our infrastructure to keep that stuff up and solid, uh, all of that 
is not accounted for. And so to me, that's taxation without representation. If, the, if this board that runs CDOT can just go and make decisions about how that money is going to be allocated without any input from the taxpayer, and most of it's not going to roads and bridges, but is in fact going to basically, how do I put this? Almost bribe and cajole municipalities to build a certain way so that it fits in with their green fantasies as opposed to building in such a way that the infrastructure actually matches what the people need. Yeah, and what the people vote for continually. I mean, I think there's. A, I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's most of it being diverted. But the 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 problem. What's happened here is that the governor appoints the the CDOT uh, board members, the commissioners. They're responsible for overseeing CDOT, but they're also responsible for helping to allocate, set the rules by which CDOT will approve projects at the at the local or municipal level, or even will. Uh, will uh, pursue federal money for projects, say, on, uh, on, on, on the interstates. So they set the rules by which, and traditionally that's been, you know, relieving congestion, improving the quality of the driving, making sure that roads are maintained. Uh, you know, if you want to straighten, if you're able, if you, if you really want to do a construction project, uh, you know, widening the roads or straightening them, doing some, doing some improvement. But it's uh, generally been a function of how well the road functions as a road or how well the bridge functions as a as a bridge what they did toward the end of last year was change that rule change the criteria and unilaterally the the commissioners did this um without you know didn't need a didn't need the legislature it didn't need the governor the the, uh, the the commissioners decided to change the rule by which they would the criteria by which they would approve projects and so now they're going to include um, now they're going to include the effect on air quality. They're going to affect green, uh, you know, sort of green uh, issues in terms of um, you know how much the the the, the attempt to meet um, uh, you know carbon dioxide emissions standards. They're going to include the the ever present equity, which is uh, you know which, which which is which is now included in virtually every governmental decision that gets made. They're going to include whether or not the uh, whether or not um, uh, the project encourages development, say inside um, inside what are called development zones, uh, which are sort of already areas that are already developed. Uh, so increasing density, and in effect, what they have done is usual unilaterally turn themselves into the state's urban planner. Nobody voted for this. Nobody asked them to do this. People voted that money for roads. HB two six, I'm sorry, SB two sixty, which was controversial at the time, but passed anyway. Uh, was allegedly going to get all this money for you know for roads and bridges, with some of it going to other sorts of transit, and these are the kinds of criteria by which other places, California, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in particular, in, in, in Pennsylvania, have diverted money from what are what what how people actually live, which is get in their car and drive someplace, right. to how how CDOT wishes we would live, which is get on a scooter and go someplace. Right, right. I, I Okay, so the effect of this is, let's say there's a trend among folks that say, I can buy, I can my, my American dream is a house with a white picket fence on an acre and a half, and I can buy that, say, in eastern Arapahoe County. But they won't, they, the, CDOT will tell Arapahoe County, good luck getting roads and bridges built out to where that neighborhood is going to be and good luck getting access roads to the shopping center and the schools that will service that neighborhood because we don't want you building out there we want you building right, right. next no, to the right. interstate creating more congestion 
Right. Well, the, and the idea is to increase that the, the, the idea, which I think is, is is deeply flawed, is the idea that increasing density somehow reduces conge- congestion. Right. And maybe the idea is I, I think the, the the argument is that if you live near a light rail, you'll use that, and that experience is that people will not abandon their cars for the light rail. They will not abandon their cars for a passenger for a, for a commuter rail. They like the flexibility, even if they have to sit in traffic. They like the flexibility that their, that their car gives them. When you pointed out in the article that. You know, their their sort of pipe dream of this light rail that would run up and down the front range is estimated that they would only speculated it would only take about 6000 cars off the highway when, in fact, literally hundreds of thousands of cars use I-25 just north of Denver. And we're not even talking about what happens between Denver and Colorado Springs and Pueblo. Oh, it's. It's ridiculous, and there are billions of dollars that are going to be spent on this thing, and it's going to and, – and the argument, as always, is, well, it'll get cars off the road. Well, if, if, if the appeal being made is it'll get cars off the road, what people hear is, oh, good, that other guy will take the light rail, so it'll, it'll make my commute easier. Yeah. That, you know, that, I mean, that doesn't work. You know, yeah. I, I think one of the uh, – go ahead. I'm, no, I was, I was just agreeing with you. I was just laughing. Go ahead. I mean, I think there's a there, there's uh, when people hear and people sort of you know will vote for or hear um, how how good commuter rail is. I think there's a there's a nostalgia for a period of time that just doesn't exist anymore, right. which is this living in the living in the in the suburbs and commuting into the city. And people cross commute. They work at home. They they maybe work in a co working space that's relatively nearby. There are all kinds of different ways of people working now that, that don't bear any resemblance to Don Draper getting on the, the Long right. Island Railroad and reading his newspaper. Right. Plus you can't smoke on it anyway, so Well that, yeah. Because <laughs> Draper would have smoked, I'm just saying. No. Well but to your oh, point, yeah, well, but <laughs> well well no, there's a there, there's a there's a but the, the the thing is there there is a, so I don't want to just be the no guy. Right, right. There is a solution here. I mean there are okay. there are answers here that are good. Um, I think I know people but bristle at the idea of self-driving cars. People say, "Well, you know, I don't want." But you know, on the highways, we already have a lot of self-driving trucks. You don't know it because there's a guy in the cab. Right. But there are tens, tens, and tens of millions of of, of uh, miles that have been logged by self-driving trucks. It's not unrealistic. You put you put that in your car, put that technology in your car. And you get most of the benefits of what you think you're getting with a with a rail. You don't right. have to pay attention. You can read the newspaper, listen to the radio, do what you want to do, take a nap, um, whatever you want. To, and then the car, you know, turns it back over to you once you have to drive on surface streets. Right, right. Yeah, and that, it, I mean, you could do that and you could actually commute with other friends, too. And you could have, like, an actual conversation and a, enjoy your cup of coffee instead of spilling it on your lap because you're, you know, not paying attention and you slam on your brakes on I-25. Uh, and it would, that that also, as much as I, I'm sometimes dubious of future technology, if we could get that right, uh, it would clear up a lot of the clogs as well. And, and And that's the thing is we need to be thinking about innovative solutions as opposed to, like you said, these old stick in the mud. Before I let you go, how can we fix this? Because that's the big thing. How can how can the taxpayers of Colorado fix this problem of yeah. unaccountability? So the only way that there are only two ways of fixing it. One, and they, they both involve voting. One is you need to vote a governor in who will not appoint people like this to the to, to oversee the commission, and Amen. who will then turn around and undo this. The other possibility is to go to the go go to the initiative process and change right. the way these people are elected. Yeah, I agree. I think the idea, I think it was a senator from the Western Slopes that came up with the idea, a state senator that came up with the idea, let's have these people be 
from different areas of the state so we get a fresh look at what the state actually needs. I mean, what are these people that are maybe all from, you know, Boulder and Denver know about what Burlington's needs are or Pueblo's needs or Trinidad's needs or these small towns all across that connect our state? So, well, listen, Joshua, I definitely want to have you on again. We can talk about that uh, that Tabor refund, <laughs> prefund or whatever the hell they want to call it, buyback of votes or whatever. So we'll do that soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate you popping on on such short notice as well. It's been been fun. Thank you very much. All right. And check out uh, Joshua's work at CompleteColorado.com because it's a great site. Um, All right. When we continue, uh, I've got a story about cats that just terrifies me. Also, at 310, um, Brad Oliver is a former Texas Ranger. We're going to talk about arming schools. And I've got more audio for you that's just stunning. That's all coming up. 630K, how Denver's talk station. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, 630K How Denver's Talk Station. I am Leland Conway. You know what I do here at 630K How? We're changing people's lives. That's right, by God, changing people's lives. Coming up at 310, uh, we've got Brad Oliver, former Texas Ranger. We're talking about uh, arming teachers. This story uh, disturbs me on a whole different level. I'm terrified by this. This is what's going to happen to A-Rod if he continues his love of cats. I love cats. It's some, that's fake news. That's totally fake news. It's a deep fake. You are fake news, A-Rod. It's not real. You took it out of context. It's like the mainstream media and all the fake news. That's what you are. Uh, Man living in an SUV with 47 cats surrenders them. Homeless man living in an SUV has given up his cats, all 47. Humane Society Shelter in Minnesota will be finding homes for nearly uh, four dozen cats that were living in the car with their owner. The 47 cats were found in an SUV at a rest area along I-35 north of Minneapolis as the temperature climbed in the 90s on Tuesday. Humane Society officials said the man had recently become homeless, and in a sweltering heat, he realized he couldn't take care of the cats, so he left them to the animal welfare. Well, that's good. At least he, at least he recognized that he couldn't take care of them. Uh, the guy had previously surrendered 14 cats that lived in the vehicle as well. Wait a minute. Who keeps giving this guy cats? Who keeps giving these guys cats? When we had to... Uh, cats. We had to get, shut up. When we had to adopt... When we went to adopt our dog, Searchlight, when we went to adopt our dog, Bandit... When we went to adopt our dogs, God rest their souls, Copper and Riley, and they kind of checked us out a little bit. You know what I mean? They were like, "Hmm, do you have forty-seven cats in your house?" Like, like they, 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 one, one humane society that we adopt. I didn't like this because I don't think it's any of their business. Because you know we're adopting animals here, not children. But uh, one humane society actually came to our house and did a quote-unquote house check, just to make sure we didn't have forty-seven cats. So how did this guy get 17, and then how did he get 47? What is this guy, the cat whisperer? These, <laughs> these cats, I'm telling you, man, this, is, this was an alien base. This was a space alien base where these cats were having some kind of meeting communicating with their space alien overlords from outer space. Something like that was going on. 40, can you imagine how bad that SUV must have smelled? My God. Uh, Leland, Alex says, Leland, if these morons in CDOT really want to see how bad their roads are, 
get them in a semi and go east of Denver on I-70 and go up and down State Highway 86. Yeah, uh, it's bad in a lot of places. Um, but I don't think they really want to see how bad the roads are. They don't care. Like the whole point of that conversation with Joshua Sharf, and this is this is a key thing, and we'll post this up so you can grab the podcast of it, is that CDOT's trying to decide about things that don't have anything to do with roads and bridges. This is what happens when leftists get control. They set themselves up as overlords of your life. That's what they see them as. So so they're thinking as a uh, Department of Transportation, well, that includes global warming very clearly. So all of our decisions don't have anything to do with cars and transportation. They have to do with global warming. That's what they're doing. They don't have authority to do it, and they're doing it anyway. They're slapping you, the taxpayer, in the face, Alex, and everyone else listening to this program. Um, and the the fact that th- what and I meant to ask Joshua about this, but it's one of the most interesting things in his column was that. So the governor appoints this board and this board just changed the rules and there's no one that oversees them that says, hey, you can't do that. Like so up until last year, CDOT's main priority was roads and bridges. As of last year at this meeting where there's no accountability from the taxpayer, their main priority is global warming and the decisions that you make about where you live and what kind of home you live in. So 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 they want you to live in a condo right beside the interstate. That's where they want you to live and they want you to ride a little scooter to work and knock little old ladies over and their groceries go all over the place. That's how they see their utopia of the Denver metro area. And they don't they don't like it when you start thinking about I I think I'd like to have a 2500 square foot house with a two car garage and maybe a little land like an acre and a half, maybe I'll have a little uh, outbuilding on it and park an RV in it and you know, that kind of stuff scares the crap out of them, man. That That's that's you being mobile. That's you deciding for yourself how much energy, energy you want to consume. That's you deciding for yourself. You don't want that going on. That's nonsense in their minds. So, yeah, we've got to figure out how to take that back over. And if it means getting it on the ballot or if it means electing, hopefully it means electing a different governor. Because I'm just about fed up with Governor Polis McPhee much. I'm going to give you two cents back and a check for $500 if you vote for me. Come on, man. It's like wimpy. I'll gladly pay you on Tuesday. Give me three cheeseburgers today. Coming up next, arming our schools. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.